Well, hello and welcome to podcast number 80, the first alert weather podcast number 80. We're glad you could join us today, either uh, in the video version or maybe on the audio version. I want to thank Katie Suniga for being here. Katie, how are you? Good morning. Want another cup of coffee. One more cup. <laughs> and uh, Camilla Ortiz, how are you? Hello. Good. I've got my coffee right here. So waking up. Funny you bring that up because I was just reading last night. This is non-weather related, but it is related to our job. Um, I was just reading that I am a lark and some people are owls. Do you know what I'm talking about? You have no idea what I'm talking about, right? No. Lark and an owl. Chronotypes. Like what kind of a sleeping person are you? Now, I know it's getting kind of personal. Okay, don't worry. I'm Uh I'm not going way out there. But like, are you a person that when you wake up in the morning, you're just, once you, you know, wake up, you're ready to go. You have all the energy in the morning. Cause I realized, wait, I'm one of those people. I kind of knew that, oh, but yeah. I am definitely yeah. a morning person. Once I'm up, it's happening. That's assuming I got enough sleep. And but that's called a no. lark. That's called a lark. Cause I guess a lark starts singing before sunrise. Oh, yeah. Some people, I know my wife is this way. She would be an owl, which I think, you know, we've heard the phrase night owl mm-hmm. or owl, which is somebody that functions best in the afternoon and evening. Yeah. Where during that time, people like me, a lark. Um, would be like I'm usually by late afternoon I'm like yeah I'm kind of done for the day and, and evening I if I didn't work this shift I can tell I would be a person that goes to bed at 9 or 10 p.m and I'd be getting up at 6 or 7 a.m so I realized my shift doesn't match what I am what my truth is <laughs> sleeping wise <laughs> and as I get older I can't sleep in people think it's and my wife thinks this is the weirdest thing I cannot sleep in past nine I try if I go to bed at one thirty or 2 a.m., I still can't go past about 9 a.m. So yeah, um, as I get older, it's more noticeable. So you guys think mm. you're a lark or an owl? I am mostly an owl, but mm-hmm. when I have something to do, like if that day has something going on, then I'm a lark. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, oh, yeah. I have, I have sure. to get, you know, I have to get my kids to school or I have to go down to see somebody and I need to breakfast with a person. Like I'll get up mm-hmm. and I'll get going. But like a day like today... My natural state is an owl. Yeah. Basically, Katie has a lot of energy. What about you? Camilla? Oh, I do. Yeah. No, I'm definitely an owl. Like, I, it takes me a full, probably two hours to fully really? feel like my brain <laughs> is, like, with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you two when work the right first... shift, and I work the yeah. wrong shift, apparently. Yeah. When I, well, but I have worked both shifts, so how does that work? Um, when I first <laughs> got, like, my first real, like, adult job, I had to be at work at 8 o'clock in the morning, and we had an office meeting before we started the day. And there was somebody there who didn't know me very well, and she thought that I didn't like her because I would literally get up at 7.50, took me five minutes to get to work, so I would roll in five minutes till, put my stuff down, and then go sit at the table in the meeting room. And I just, you guys would, yeah, I wouldn't talk. I would just be waking what? up. Wait. What? I know <laughs> no such thing. I've never seen that I would just be sitting happen. there. It's because you see me in the afternoon after I've had time to wake up. Yeah. And, oh, and then later, she would see me be me around the office. And she thought for years that I didn't like her because that's oh, the only that's time we funny. saw each other. That's a and sad I was story. So, <laughs> so quiet. So when we finally, I was like, oh, no, I'm not a good person. Uh, All right. Well, now that we've established the important facts, let's get to a little bit of weather here. So uh, everything turned out pretty much like we expected. We had a Pineapple Express. And if you're if you're just listening, we have an outline here, the things we're going to cover today. We had the Pineapple Express, Atmospheric River, whatever you want to call it. We're going to talk about El Nino. We haven't talked about El Nino for a few weeks. So uh, we'll have a little update on that, what's happening out in the Pacific. And if that is affecting our current weather pattern, it is, I think. My opinion, 
Mm-hmm. Cascade Snow, what about skiing? Oh boy. We had a bunch, and it's go- mostly gone, but more is coming. Can we get the ski areas open? That's topic number three. And the pattern ahead looks pretty mild and kind of dryish, at least for a while. What do we see there? That's topic four. And then, of course, weather term of the week uh, relates to this week's weather. So episode 80, we got to figure out in twenty uh, about 25 weeks what we're going to do for this uh, big episode 100. Oh, boy. I think we should have a cake or something. Yeah. Something I have some ideas. Do you mean 15 weeks? What was that? Wouldn't 25 weeks take us to episode 105? Well, we skip a few for Christmas and, you know, somebody gets sick or whatnot. Gotcha. Okay. I see. I was giving us some leeway. Some leeway there. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. It it needs to be a big one. We should, we should, um, we should plug the viewers. And the listeners, we should say what what suggestions do you have for the big episode one hundred? I get like some, that. Get some Let ideas. Let us from... know. Put it mm-hmm. in the comments. Well, how do we get comments to us? Good point. We need <laughs> well, to figure out how to do more community engagement within yes, the we do. podcast. Yeah, and actually, we have done this in the past. Weather questions, because actually, that's a great way we can answer some of your questions. So we'll mm-hmm. figure it out. We'll let you know. But since it's every week, we'll get our act together for next week. Let's say. Uh, okay, hey, take a look at this. That. We showed you this graphic last week on the podcast. This mm-hmm. is the GEM model, total precipitation ending Wednesday the 6th, which was yesterday. We were recording this, by the way, in the on the morning of December 7th, Thursday. And look at that rain forecast from the GEM for the next week. It did pretty well, didn't it? It yeah. did very well. I mean, I've got the numbers coming up, but it said eh, three to five inches in the valleys. And maybe well over a foot in the mountains. That was one model. Here's the um, here's the European. Yeah, a little lighter. Four four to five Which, inches in the valley. Had the valleys correct. Um, up not in the normal. mountains. Normally, the European goes in goes well, wetter. Yeah. Well, I think this is also a, it must be better terrain here. Well, you're right. The gem was wetter. General. Look at Washington way up there. Yeah. And the European was dry. But the point is, they, they had the idea correct, and they sure had the valleys, right? Here, the total so far. Now, these might be a few hundredths off because I did this graphic yesterday evening. Uh, I didn't want to get up at 8 a.m. and make update graphics for a few hundredths of an inch between Okay, friends. Mr. Lark. Yep. Yeah, well, you know what? If I don't get to bed till 1 because of my job, I, <laughs> True. I'm not going to get up early. But you're right. Okay. If, I, if Yes, Katie? So I was looking up what... Because no, we have our monthly climatology slides for each of you know the 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 area. We do, and the December one because I started using it last weekend didn't have the rain total for December, and most of the other ones would say what the average rainfall that we would get for the month. It had snow, but hey, not you're right. rain. Yeah, yeah. True. Well. So, we didn't have pretty Christmas graphics, and we lost we lost interest in that. I guess once the Christmas graphics came out, I don't know why that's not on there. No so idea. So I looked it up, and and the number that I got that one. So yeah, the five, so five and three quarters. Okay, so that is not what I found when I looked it up. Okay, what did you that's find? What I was going to ask you. It was it was closer to five and a half. And I, I thought oh. it was like in Noah or something like that. Maybe it was an old. Remember, they recalculated every 10 years. Maybe it was the one. Maybe it was an previous, old number. So it goes up yeah. and down. So mm-hmm. uh, PDX officially, I'm about two or three hundredths off because this ended at midnight or ended yesterday evening. 5.54. So we've got about five and a half inches of rain for the month. But um, as always, the mountains around us, they act as a scoop. They really lift that uh, moisture up. Uh, rising air ha- cools. 
and basically drops a bigger load of rain. And you can see in the coast range, Lee's Camp over a foot. Lee's Camp had 12.6 inches. And then all, almost always the wettest places up there around the southwest slopes of Mount St. Helens, up in Cowlitz and far northern Clark County, I guess more like Cowlitz <sighs> County and Skamania County. And you see the 18 inches there, Cougar and Sheep Canyon. In fact, we had that video of um, a big road wash out near Cougar. I see they've got a little work around one lane today but um yeah 18 inches of rain so you know you go back to our mo models and right, there, there were strong hints there was going to be a ton of rain in the mountains mm -hmm. ah one last thing i should point out sheep canyon is higher up so some of that would have been in the form of snow but cougar i'm sure that was all rain yeah that's pretty stuff. impressive yeah. yeah as of 4:42 this morning the month to date rain was 5.55 that's right and we've okay. only had a few hundreds today so i think it might mm -hmm. be 5.5 so there you go i just figured so, it yeah, we're within two tenths of an inch of our monthly total, um, and you just see the daily the daily run out of the precip there, and uh, the two wettest days, Tuesday and Wednesday, one point four seven, then a one point six eight. Yeah, really wet stuff, and so mm -hmm. that gives us this beautiful Christmassy looking graphic. Does this not say holiday cheer? Wow, holiday holly jolly. Cheer. Yeah, you know. Folks, you can, if you're not watching the video version, which you can see it's on our weather page, or I think, is it on YouTube? It's in a bunch yes, of places. it is yeah. on YouTube. Go to our weather page. You can find it there, too, But um, at kptv.com. But this shows the wettest first week of December, and um, as of right now, it looks like it's around 5.57, 5.59, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And the wettest is 5.66 inches. That was in 1987. So we're right up, most likely, by the end of today. We're recording this on the 7th. It'll be the wettest first week of December. Yeah, pretty impressive. In fact, it, a person would look at that and say, hey, Mark, you're, those things are out of order, right? Yeah, absolutely. So why is the top one right now, the 5.57, higher than the 5.66? Camilla knows this, but you know what? I didn't want to have to redo the order of them today. So I just made it, assuming we get above the 5.66 today and put that one on top. So when I walk in today, it's ready to go and I don't have to move them all down. A little <laughs> weird, I know, but I just didn't want to have to do it twice. Work smarter, not harder, folks. That's right. So yeah. wettest first week of December. Um, and how did some of those others turn out? Let's see, what years were those? 87 was the wettest. 2015, mm -hmm. 1980, and 07. 2015 ended up being our wettest December. This is the um, first half. Wait a minute. What is this? Is that for the whole month? It is. Yes, yeah, right. Oh. I'm sorry. This is for the entire month. And the wettest okay. December ever, 15.24 inches. So that wow. was 2015. Uh, I think downtown had 18 inches of rain that month. Basically, wow. this sort of pattern continued off and on through the whole month. That's what did was that. Was that an El Nino year? Do we know? It sure was. It was the last strong El Nino. Funny nice. how that works, huh? Yeah. Uh, 1996. Whew, that was a wet year because we had the big flood in February that everybody remembers. But a lot of us forget. There was there was a lot of flooding in late November, very early December that year. And then the end of December of 96, I remember that when we froze, big ice storm, East Metro, and then tons of rain. And that was a whole West Coast wide flood event from, from the Sierra, uh, Nevada, all the way up into Washington, right around the new year. Lots of flooding. I remember that, that was year, the year that water just came through the streets of Ashland on wow. New Year's Day, I think. That year, 96, my dad was the um, water superintendent for the city of Salem. 
And I just remember he was, <laughs> oh, was he busy then that, that year? It yeah. was insane with what he had to take care of with all the water issues and water treatment and everything. Big it was, year. It was right. a big year. And then look at this beautiful graphic. So we covered the rain. Oh, yeah. Katie, you were telling me about this graphic yesterday. You were excited about it. I know. It. I was it very was excited about idea, it. was Katie's idea, right? Was it your idea that I helped implement or I don't know. It was a team we, effort. Well, I think I'm going to go with team effort because we were talking about the numbers and I said, we should have. And then you said, hey, if you're not busy, make it. And I was like, I'm going to make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so busy, what, what, but I did it anyway. We should describe what it is. You're seeing uh, yes. there are 12 bars, 12 bars, you know, like graphic bars, not like we're headed to 12 bars. Okay. So 12 <laughs> bars on the graphic. It goes from zero to 120 degrees. Each bar represents a month. And each bar is spaced up and down for the warmest temperature, the extreme maximum temperature that month, and the extreme minimum. For example, the highest we've ever seen in January 66. I remember that day for the record. It was in 2006, I think. Wow, um, that recall. End of an atmospheric river, and then the sun came out. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So then the record low for that month at the bottom is minus two. So for each year, each month of the year, you see the record highest, record lowest. Of course, the hottest we've ever been was 116 during the uh, June mm -hmm. 2021 heat wave. The coldest we've ever had is minus three in February of 1950. So for this month, the number just changed. Yes. 67. <laughs> so I was uh, that that night when the uh, what was it? Was it Monday night? The, the temperature just kept going up with the southerly breeze with the Pineapple Express. And oh, my gosh, we hit. First, we hit 65, which I got all excited and tweeted that out. It was that we matched the highest December temperature we'd ever seen. Then it went to 66. And then live during the 11 p.m. newscast, it went to 67. Wow. Yeah. So. Warmest really December up. temperature ever. Yep. Warmest December temperature on record. And in fact, if we just look at the first six days of the month here, every day is above normal, of course, because we started pretty warm. Um, two records in the yellow boxes there. Monday and Tuesday were record daily highs. And we had four days around 60 or beyond for highs. So this was an, an unusually warm atmospheric river. We call those pineapple expresses. And this one definitely lived up to the to the name, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I'll, I'll pull some curtain back here and, and uh, share something that I learned through this atmospheric river is when it shifted on us to the north a little, the northwest, and we had all of that warm air underneath it, I didn't know that it behaved that way. Like I knew we mm -hmm. were, you know, where we were sitting, but I had never experienced or read or heard that. And so it was interesting to think about we were getting the warm air because we were underneath it and it was sure. being pulled up. And so that was that day we reached 67, right? Yeah, so, we got to stay on the south side of it. If, it, if we go yeah. to the north side of it, then of course you're into the cooler stuff. Which Look I, I just, just something I learned. This yeah. Week. It's kind of cool. Look at those lows. Remember we were at the end of November. What you're seeing here is in November. Oh, you know what? Wait. Is yeah. Did you mean to drag in November? No, it's not November. I didn't change the title. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Folks, and don't pay change... attention to the November wording. It's December. <laughs> Sloppy work. And, oh. and uh, I hate yeah, that. I hate that it's with a passion. Fine. No, it's not. It's sloppy well, work. Well, it's all right. Folks, just don't read. If you're watching this, just forget how to read momentarily. But the information in it is still good, Mark. The low yeah, I mean, temperatures. At, remember, we were coming out of that clear, cool stuff mm -hmm. from uh, Thanksgiving. Had a low on the 29th of November, low of 27. That's our coldest this season so far. And then the lows come up into the 40s. Then we had three nights at 50 degrees or higher 
Um, I, you know what else? Did I any of those? We were supposed to check if those broke records. I think two of I those are. To look. And or that's one other thing I forgot to do. I think it was the fourth and the fifth. Yeah. 56 that and 57. I'm pretty so sure those are record warm lows for, for December. Yeah. That's really yeah. warm stuff there. Here's another oh, way to look at this. it. I like this graphic. I don't use this on TV that much, but sometimes it's interesting, but it really sticks out. So this is, uh, if you're not watching the video version, you're seeing a chart of the last 30 days uh, in Portland. Each little bar is the, a day and they go back in time from right to left. And, um, the red line that kind of moves gradually heads downhill, that's the average high, November 7th all the way to December 6th. The blue line is the average low at PDX from November 7th to December 6th. See how it gradually heads downhill? Mm-hmm. Actually, if you look closely, though. too. Yeah, the other thing that happens is the um, you can barely see it, but as we head into the cloudier and you know kind of stormier season, the highs and the lows come much closer together compared to the warm season. You can just barely see they get a little closer together there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look at how, eh, you know, November progresses along. Yes, it was chilly at the end of November, two days at 40 degrees, and then bang. Suddenly we have two or three days that were warmer in December that were warmer than any day in November, the 67 and the 64. Yeah. That shows you like how out degrees. of whack it was. It, that's crazy. Yeah, it was a lot. Some it was really stuff. strange, too, because it was also, I mean, you know, Pineapple Express, we're getting all this rain. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, like, what do you wear? Because the second you wear a rain layer, you're dripping sweat in two seconds when it's you're in right. the 60s. I switched out of my winter coat. So, yeah, it was just yeah. too warm. Mm-hmm. All right. So that kind of wraps up our Pineapple Express and warm weather stuff. You know, we see another atmospheric river coming up. A bit, It'll be a much weaker version of one, but there's one coming up later Saturday and Sunday. And that day, it won't be quite as warm, but it will be warm enough. We're going to go back to some rain at the ski resorts. And we're going to get to that in subject number three. But uh, first, I want to do a quick update. Uh, El Nino. I don't know why I put these in this order, but you know what? We're going to follow the order. <laughs> okay. So we haven't talked about El Nino too much. Over the last mm, three or four weeks, I don't think. But um, every week we get a new number for what's the the Oceanic Nino Index, which is a a measure of the warmth or the cooling compared to normal in the central tropical Pacific. And the uh, monthly number just came out, September, October, November. And these are averaged over three months. And it's a 1.8. And just for comparison, a a neutral year, and and you're looking at a chart here of the last, what do we have, the last 12 years. Mm Mm-hmm every, you know, three-month period, which is recalculated every month. And notice we went into El Nino conditions back in uh, May. That's the red. And uh, now we're up to 1.8, which you'll notice that is the highest red number, warm number, that we have had since way back that winter, 2015-2016. Yeah. So we're now in, uh, am I correct? Yeah, we're we're now in moderate to strong category. I think once it goes above a one point. Five, yes. Once it goes above a 1.5, that's considered a strong El Nino. So we're in strong El Nino category, at least by this measure. Yeah. And it's been strengthening. So interesting. So we might start to see some similarities with winter of 2015, potentially. I mean, you never know, but yeah. Oh, and that's the one that we had the wettest, that wettest December. Right. Right. And it's it's also a year where we just had a lot of warm, warm weather, a lot of warm storms. So basically, I would argue that that we are seeing the effects of it now, most likely. Um, yeah. Not just because we had one atmospheric river, but that we see this pattern continuing, this this mild uh, weather, not necessarily drier than normal, but mild and wet or mild and dry. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the hallmarks of El Nino. And, and just we'll get into the snow talk here in just a second. But 
um, up in the Cascades. But, you know, another hallmark is we just have warmer than normal storms, which is more challenging for the skiers. Um, and here's a model forecast. So you've got the, uh, the anomaly there. Uh, zero would be between 0.5 and minus 0.5 here. You can see my cursor. In there is like an average. That means there's neither La Nina or El Nino. Up above here is El Nino conditions. And yeah, we've gone above 1.5, which is into the strong category. 2.0 is historically strong. So far, we haven't made it there. We will see if we do. Uh, this is a, a, just a, a plume of different model predictions, and they all agree. You know, we stay in El Nino through the winter. That's an easy call. But they also seem to all agree that we, things kind of crash. This El Nino may come to an end pretty quickly in the spring and early summer. So mm -hmm. we'll see. So there's a decent chance this is not a multi-year El Nino. Remember, we just went through a a three-year La Nina. Yeah. So. Which was not normal. That's been, I remember talking right. to you guys last year about that, that three in a row was only happened like once or it was a long time ago before that. Right. Happened. A long time right. Past when that happened. I mean, it happens, but you're right. It's, it's uh, one or two years is more common. I, if I'm, yeah. if I recall correctly, it's rare to have two back-to-back -back El Nino years, but I could be wrong. I'd have to look back there. But um, hmm. So that's your El Nino update. Most likely it is affecting our weather. Uh, in many El Nino years, but not all, we go into more stagnant weather once we hit, you know, beyond Christmas into, into January and February. Not all, but a lot of El Nino years in January and February, things really quiet down. I mean, not that it's been that stormy to start. Yeah, we had some a bunch of rain, but um, in a lot of those years, we get more ridging as we head into January and February. Again, mm -hmm. not all, yeah. but... Nothing right now says, wow, I can't believe we're seeing this in an El Nino winter. You know, right. I'm not saying it's that all, right now. It's all tracking. It's all making sense. Everything is proceeding according to plan. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Aww. Well, there's evil. Live view this morning. Oh, very nice. Finally. So Looking a little bit of again. fresh snow. Yeah, we got a live view from the top. This is at 5,000 feet. It's uh, freezing at government camp today. Actually, I thought it'd be a little colder. But it actually, it'll cool more as more showers come in. But um. Uh, you can see a little bit of fresh snow. Not much, though. I think Timberline has three inches of new. Ski Bowl has maybe an inch. Mm. What's coming up? Well, there's good and bad news. This is our graph model from this morning. See, I did get up early. Oh. Uh, this morning's model. A and what do you see there? Some new mm. snow heading to the I Cascades. See, I see a little yellow in there. Yeah, so... The the blue, I always kind of aim for when, I, yeah, the yellow, you can see right at the very tips of them, the mm -hmm. volcanoes there, it'd be 20 inches high up. But um, I always, when I'm making snow forecasts, like for government camp, I always kind of go for this area just south where there's mm -hmm. more of a saddle. That seems to work pretty well. So that's six to 10 inches maybe between mm -hmm. now and Sunday morning. So there's some new snow coming, but it's not like, oh, we didn't mention the snow we had just before the atmospheric river. We had oh, yeah. up to three feet, two to three feet up in the mountains. Mm -hmm. I mean, that forecast turned out pretty well, too, right? Because I remember we said early on 15 to 30 inches. So, yeah, know, pretty close. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not going to happen this time. But um, we will get oh, some fresh you, snow. Go ahead. Did you check to see um, what the number was? We were talking about this. The other graphic that I made was what the snow depth was at 5,400 feet. I will today because you had it ready to go for the seventh. I'm gonna look didn't right you? here while we're talking live. Okay. So it says 20 inches. Oh, so the depth is 20 up. inches. It is right now. Hmm. Uh, that's hard to. That's strange that it says 20 inches because I thought that total has been running higher than what the ski resorts are saying, and it's at the lower part of Timberline. I've noticed that. 
Did you notice yeah, that with says, that? Just this time. Oh. I think, didn't we say it got up to like 38? Four. It was 34 oh, at the peak. 34. And then it spot. dropped all the way down to 17, I think, is the lowest. So it halved, right? Just with all the rain. Yeah. Yesterday morning, it was at 17. And then it started picking back up to, it says this morning around 3 a.m. It hit 820. And you're talking yeah. about snow depth at what lower timberline? feet. Okay. Yeah. Bo- yeah. The bottom of the Poochie lift, which is maybe yeah. 500 feet below the lodge. Mm-hmm. So if you remember, high. not yesterday, but the Wednesday before I did right. the story about the, the, the snowpack right before the snow came in and it was at 10 yeah. um, inches right. that Wednesday, right before everything kicked in. So we were kind of watching to see how high did it go? And then with the rain, knowing it was coming behind it, how far did it drop? So it went from 10 to 34 to 17. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy, that says El Nino right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, gradually climbing, but it's a tough hill. It's like climbing up a, a sand dune where you go two feet up and then slide back a foot and a half. Yeah. So this is a forecast I used last night. I, I quickly glanced this morning. I didn't see anything that looks different. This is a government camp temperature forecast, ski area snowfall forecast, snow level, how much snow we see. And we were saying six to 10 inches today through tonight, maybe another one to three tomorrow. Um, so that gives you what nine, nine to fifteen, maybe there. Mm-hmm. So I did just check. Timberline plans to open Saturday if they have enough snow, which okay. seems like they'd ha- they're going to have enough for at least the Bruno lift and probably the Poochie again. But maybe that's all they can do. We will see. Did they open on Sunday? They did. Uh, okay. Yes, actually, that's right. They tried to open Saturday when they had all that beautiful powder, but then it was too windy. It was um, really gust. Like I think there was a seventy-two mile per yeah. hour gust up there. I saw that day. Bummer. And then on Sunday, they opened, but it was pouring rain. <laughs> so yeah. I know there were people up there. My son, who he, you know, you know, these kids are on TikTok and everywhere. He goes, oh, no, I saw videos. People were getting soaked up there and having fun. <laughs> so um, I will not. Yeah. I refuse to ski in the rain. Yeah. Oh, so yes, Timberline yes, has, has been open one day. Yeah. I don't ski in the rain either, by the way. No. Um, yeah. Timberline was open one day. Meadows would like more snow. Meadows says they're hoping maybe, you know, I think they're going to try on Saturday. If they, if they can get a foot or a foot and a half, I bet they will try to at least open, you know, just a, a lift or so. Well, that story that Carly did, mm-hmm. they said they want two days to groom everything once it falls. Right. Well, yes, yeah, so. so that, that could be a problem, although they could groom tomorrow. If they get a big dumping today more than expected, I could see them trying to open. Ski Bowl is going to have trouble doing anything until we get more significant snow. So then we got that system coming in Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, but pretty quickly after just a few inches of snow, it goes to rain again. I mean, that snow level is pretty high, up around 7,000 feet. And it looks like that rain may sit over us on Sunday. Yeah. So after that, then, it looks like next week, really nothing happens in the mountains. So 10 to 18 inches and that's it. So that's what they have to work with. I think between now and what, let's see, the 16th is Saturday, the 16th. I think that's all they have to work with through that time. Yeah, not great. No. So that's a real challenge. I bet there'll be some sort of skiing this weekend in some form, a lift or two, the magic ballroom carpet or whatever they call it, uh, the little Bruno lift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My guess is you could put skis on snow somewhere this weekend, and I know bachelors are open or trying to open. Here's the yeah, problem: yeah, they were open. They were they had a great opening, and then bachelor did. Kind of, yeah, they had oh, okay. a, an amazing opening. It was yeah. beautiful up there, and then they had to and then again. then we know what happened. Yeah. Um, okay, so here we go. I, I think uh, I got this animation to work. It's moving, right? Yes, yeah. it is. 
So All right, so what you're seeing here, this is the European from last night, the European model. I took the entire 15-day ensemble run. The red area, or the warm colors there, oh, this is 500 millibar height to line, so that's uh, height at about uh, the, the 500 millibar pressure surface up at up around 18,000 feet is what it is typically around there. And what you're seeing there is um, warmer than normal, higher than normal, through pretty much the whole period, the next 15 days. We're going through, mm -hmm. you know, all 15 days pretty quickly here. And just, you know, if you focus on the Northwest, there's a lot of warm colors there. You don't see hardly any of the blue, right? That well, right. looks like something tries to drop down and then just kind of dies. Yeah. 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 Some troughing well <laughs> offshore, but that builds up a ridge over the, like the Rockies most of the time. Mm -hmm. This is, and this yeah. is very smoothed out because it's 51 members. The ensemble system is 51 members. It's pretty smoothed out there, but it, boy, that tells you, that gives you the picture. And I think we can go here to the, uh, the, the GFS hot. ensemble from last night, actually middle of the night. And this shows 24 hour precip. And that doesn't mean it's all dry with all that ridging around. That doesn't mean it's all dry. Although if we just take, this is um, uh, all 30, 30 members of the uh, GFS ensemble system mm -hmm. and 24 hour precip. So you see that surge over the weekend, right? Ending Sunday afternoon, kind of a lot yep. of rain there. The average is about an inch of rain. So we're going to get maybe an inch of rain this weekend. And then it cuts off and it looks like most of next, um, most of next work week, Monday through Friday should be dry. Yeah. You don't see many members wet in here, but then we still have all this ridging out here. You just saw this entire period of 500 millibars. I mean, it ends, what's the end here? 20, the... 21st. Yeah. Oh. So this go, oh, I'm sorry. It goes all the way through the 22nd. And you see rain does return, mm -hmm. but I'm afraid we'll have more of those, you know, kind of warmish rainy periods again. Hmm. I'll be interested to watch, you know, the map or the, the information that we look at that shows each model run and how it shifts. So you can see the earlier ones laid out with the later runs. I'll be interested to see what those look like by the time we get through the weekend. Oh, you mean the multi- not the multi-run. What is? Oh yeah, multi-run like twenty-four hour precip totals where where you see how it shifts over time as we yes, approach exactly. an event. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Katie, what a geek! I would I, never I do just, such I a like thing. that one because that's something that <laughs> I didn't have access to before I came here, and so just seeing how things change, just learning, you know, how the models are moving, and and you just there's so often we see something you know, 10 days out right. and it continues to shift and shift and shift. And then eventually it gets to us. And so I yeah. Just right. stuff. yeah, I would say maybe a, one, a big message here is we're probably going to be warmer than normal most of the time over the next week and a half, maybe two weeks. I know it's kind of, kind of a stretch out there, but um, week and a half next two weeks, probably warmer than normal most of the time. Sure. If we get a gusty East wind and a cold pool develops East of the Cascades, that would bring us back to normal in the Metro area at least, but um, warmer than normal and drier than normal at first you know, next week, but maybe, maybe a little wetter. We're going to get occasional weak kind of warmish systems from time to time. Did I summarize mm -hmm. that correctly? Yeah. Sounds I good to so. me. <laughs> um, there's a snowfall, a GFS. This is the, Oh, this is this morning's run. Just the operational run. This is seven day snow beginning this Saturday morning. So this does not include the six to 10 or six to 12 inches. We're expecting before this time. Look at that a whole week from Saturday to Saturday. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. This is. Oh, good Lord. It, this, oh, I'm sorry. This is ending. This is way out there. This is day. Yes, yeah, is ending on the 23rd. So what's seven days before that? That would be, well, 15 days. Oh, this would be like the eight to 15 day forecast. Oh, I'm sorry. So this is starting Saturday 
the 16th. So we're skipping next week. Why did I do that? Wait, wait, wait. No, you know what? I've totally botched this entire little segment. Wait, no, it says seven day snow. You know what I meant to do was to show snow from this Saturday on. Welcome to Mark Nelson's brain, everybody. It's a real, <laughs> real good no. look right here. No, 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 no. This is seven day snow. It clearly says that, which means it's the snow ending Saturday the 23rd. So, okay, my, my, my second out of five analyses is correct. One of those five things I just said is correct. And that would be that um, this is snowfall in the seven day period, basically the end of week one to the end of week two. So the 16th to the 23rd, right? Thank you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the point is it shows this is it shows little or no snow in the Cascades even the week after. So I guess a lot of that precip you're seeing in the ensembles would fall in the form of rain up there. Yeah, so Warm, blue something. Yeah, a lot of blue which is what up to 6 inches basically. Yeah. That's pretty pathetic, yeah. In a week. Yeah. And yet you mm. see it up north where it's a little colder, I suppose. Yeah. You know what? We're moving to the next graphic because um, <gasps> that disturbed that. me so much. Did that I miss it? Beautiful... Let me back up a second. Katie got excited. Let me find the... Um... another graphic I made. <laughs> yeah. Was that it? Yeah. My... Okay. We covered it all. Weather term of the week. No. We... Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. it? It's time. It's time for the weather term of the oh, week, folks. Oh, yeah. Because we're talking because it's related to flooding. Okay. Uh... Flood stage. That is the term of the week. Flood stage. Flood it's stage. The... I'm going to read the official from the National Weather Service high water level terminology. Hmm. Okay. An established gauge height for a given location above which a rise in water surface level begins to create a hazard to lives, property, or commerce. The issuance of flood advisories or warnings is linked to flood stage, not necessarily the same as bank full stage. So flood stage is defined for each river. They're going to be different levels. They use different datum. All right. So um, each river is going to have a different... um, level different flood stage and katie you want to take this one because you actually made this graphic yesterday i did i talked a lot about flood stage and rivers and where they were at so what we're looking at here is for the grays river which this was a fun learning experience for me because i never we didn't really look at flood levels at my previous station Um, and where is the grays river that's the one some people may have no idea is up in washington right Wilson's the other one we were looking at that's in Oregon. So this one's up in Washington and it's the only one that I found. um, And and I'm, you know, I didn't look at every single river or every single stream (laughs) because they don't have that data for all of them, but this is the only one that I found that was in that touched major. Right. For this event that we just had, everybody else was in action, which means like take action or minor. And, but I, what caught me and I really enjoyed looking at all of them is how quickly they crested and then they dropped out. It was a very mm-hmm. brief, you know, it wasn't long period of flooding. It was just that height of the rainfall. And then it receded back very quickly, almost as quickly as it ramped up. It's a relatively small river. And I've noticed all the coastal rivers rise quickly and they drop quickly. It's always yeah. been that way. I don't think I've ever seen a coastal river like be at flood stage for four days. It's yeah. usually quick up, quick down, you know, that we yeah. get these kind of flash. They're called flashy rivers, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. And this yeah, one was it. interesting. Go ahead. I will say the other thing about this one, I know that, um, for those that are watching, you see the record there set at 16 and a half feet. Just want to mention, Mark and I were looking, the record started in 2006, and that record was 2007. So it didn't go back too far, but we sure came close to breaking that record yesterday. 
Yeah, I wondered about that when you said it's like near the record. I'm thinking, what about the flood in 64 or 96? Yeah. And, and it looks like maybe they didn't have a gauge or at least they don't have records yeah. from before. A little less than 20 years. And then so related to the term mm -hmm. flood stage, who, wh what is the group that actually sets, uh, you know, all these different stages? That is a good question. There are different river forecast centers across uh -huh. the USA. Portland Weather Service Office is co-located in the same building with the Northwest River Forecast Center. They cover Oregon, Washington, and I think Idaho, I think. Maybe they cover another state or two, but um, they handle all that. That okay. would be a great podcast interview, in fact. Yeah. Talk to somebody from there. Either they said it or the USGS set okay. those levels. I would assume. I think it's one of those two. Well, if you want to talk um, to someone at the USGS, I have a nice connection. That's right. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking that they do change over time. When I Where I grew up in Chehalis, which is notorious for flooding on the Chehalis River and the Nawakam River, they come together right there. And I remember the, the big flood stage there was always like 68 or 70 feet. And when I've looked at it recently, they use different numbers. Now it's like the flood stage is 186 or 190 feet. My guess is they they made it more, you know, that, my guess is that's the elevation. So mm -hmm. sometimes they'll change the datum. Um, and so then you have to do kind of conversions from past levels. Yeah. Uh, we It'd had be interesting. Yeah. What did we have? At most, we had eight rivers that had flood warnings total, maybe, within our viewing area. Yeah. Um, Maybe there were six along the coast, two or two two within our viewing area, the Cowlitz and the Lucky Butte. But um, those are all pretty minor, except for this one. So it was pretty. Yeah. When we look back, we'll be like, yeah, there was some minor flooding, but this was not a huge widespread flood event. I think because the rain was spread out over many days, uh -huh. and we just didn't have that much rain. I mean, yeah. yeah, five inches of rain in a week in Portland is a lot, but we had just come off a dry spell too. All these rivers were like at the low. bottom pretty low yeah mm -hmm. really low to start really low to start so that's your weather term of the week any any other thoughts on that or sleeping or larks or night owls <laughs> no yeah it was just uh very wet and mild so it'll be interesting to see how the rest of december shakes out yeah we'll see looks like a yeah. little drier for a while a little warm little mild mm -hmm. stuff. I've got to get my camera farther back because my head is enormous. I know I have a bulb-shaped head that's kind of big. My poor mother no. 54 years ago. But um, I, I think my camera's too close. I, need to get I don't a think your head is away. that big 54 years At least your artwork in the background is less startling than mine. <laughs> yeah, that's disturbing. I, I have pretty trees. For folks wondering, I found this painting. I'm going to try to tilt my camera at an antique store, and I thought it looked like our two dogs. So I got it for my husband as a gift. It kind of look like it. Right? And like a abstract the one does, way but the other doesn't to me like if the, when i'm looking at the darker one that makes yeah. me think of your dog the other one looks like an upside down skull <laughs> oh, <laughs> i loved funny. it so much it's so weird it's awesome. yeah. and i did you if you were really if you're like me and you're distracted like a squirrel when you're watching mm -hmm. things um, i did notice on that on that picture back behind me you occasionally see little little like laser dots moving by do you see it yeah oh, see yeah one. What is that? Uh, it's my laser lights outside. We point them at the house and they take a long time to turn off in the morning. I'm probably spending 50 cents of electricity every morning because those aren't turning off when they're, when they're supposed Wait, to. Oh, it's What's... like one of the Christmas projectors? Yeah, it's a projector that yep. points oh, at the house. Oh, it's for decoration. I was like, what are you doing? Like sniping squirrels <laughs> to try to get on your house or something? No. Like, He's okay. just protecting his chickens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, that's, those are the little dots behind me. You're not imagining those dots. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, thanks oh, for joining funny. us, everybody. Uh, remember, we do play the video. If you're listening to this in your car, like I do, we play the video version every week 
weekday, every, I'm sorry, every Friday, weekdays, <laughs> every Friday, 2 p.m. on Fox 12 Now. You have to have our app I for that. or I think 2 p.m. He has it at two. It oh, two. I thought it was one. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Because he's always trying to, Greg, God bless Greg. He's great. He's always trying to get me to come on at 2 p.m. And I said, well, that's when I'm commute. I'm driving right during that time on my way to work. Mm-hmm. So I could do it at one from home or I could do it at three from work, but not at two. Yeah, so anyway, right that's 2 p.m. the video version there, or you can find it online as well. But uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Katie Zuniga. Thank you. And Camilla Ortiz. And we will see you again. We'll do it once again next week. Most likely on Thursday or Friday as we head a little deeper into the summer. Weatherman, weatherman, we can't allow any further delay. So stop your waiting and hesitating.